Welcome into the AU Radio Comics Corner. I think you never outgrow your love of these stories. A weekly look at new and upcoming comic book releases. I loved anything that was imaginative, that was high concept, that was a little bit bigger than life. Join us. You guys are great. Pull up a beanbag chair, settle in, and thumb through this week's issues with George and Travis. Purveyors of entertainment, we hope. Well, hello, everyone. And welcome on down to the next issue of the Comics Corner, Caterpillar Cafe Comics <laughs> Corner podcast. Hi, George. Hi, Travis. <laughs> I had a late night last night. Forgive me. <laughs> I know Tuesdays are always late. <laughs> They're always a, a mad dash, and then you know, a sleep, and then comics again. Yeah, it's not a bad gig, I'll admit. But I had a very late night last night, so I didn't get as much read as I wanted to. But and we're getting that out of the way now, so yeah. I'll stop talking about that. <laughs> Happy new comic day. Did you have a good night? I did, actually. It uh, went rather well. You mentioned you got caught up on a couple things. Yeah. Through a change. Got off on time and nice. had plenty of time to read. <laughs> Banner day. Yeah. Banner Tuesday. But uh, since you mentioned you didn't read any Marvel, I'll just knock those out of the way real quick, and then we can uh, move on to... Other things. Cool. Um, we had a relaunch of Ghost Rider this week, and it features not only uh, Johnny Blaze, but also Danny Ketch, um, both as very pivotal main characters. Nice. Um, which is really cool. Um, oh, shut up, phone. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I had flipped through it, and it looked, it looked pretty cool. So... Um, there's a whole rivalry of the King of Hell thing going on. Uh, somebody's, like, everybody's trying to be the ruler of Hell. Um, and Johnny tries to get Danny to help him out, uh, kind of wrangling some demons. And uh, Danny's life has just been utterly ruined by the spirit of vengeance and all this. So he refuses to help, and it looks like they'll probably come to a head pretty soon. Maybe sooner than later, like maybe even in the second issue. Aww. But uh, the artwork by uh, the wonderful uh, Aaron Cooter um, is super duper good. Uh, and also the writing by Ed Breeson is pretty solid. It's about as good as um, it's a good as good of a start of a ghostwriter run as I've read in a really long time. Um, with maybe the exception of the, um, I believe, oh, I was going to say Jaime Reyes, but I think that's actually Blue Beetle. Um, the the ghostwriter that had the car, the artwork in that book was phenomenal. It was by Trad Moore, the same guy who did uh, the most recent run of Silver Surfer, um, Silver Surfer Black, the guy who's on that. Yeah. He did a run of ghostwriter that was really good. It had the most, like, kinetic artwork. The, I mean, people were upset that it was a car and not a motorcycle, but it didn't matter. It was still cool. <laughs> But yeah, this is uh this is kind of back to not back to basics because they're kind of changing stuff up and the whole King of Hell thing is pretty pretty crazy, but this is a really good start. If you've been missing a good Ghost Rider comic, check this one out. Nice. Yeah. Uh and the other one that I read was also by Ed Brisson, um Contagion, which I would call out for a mark of being a total copycat of Deceased, <laughs> but it's not it just seems like that, and it's going to be a pretty good book. Cool. It's going to be a, a a really fast-paced five-issue run that comes out every week in October. Um, he mentions in the letter at the back of the book that he was approached by an editor 
uh, that asked him if he wanted to do a Marvel horror, like, crazy, at, like, flip the table, whatever kind of a story he wanted to write. And he said yes, because he's a huge horror fan and he loves comics, and that was, like, his first real opportunity to kind of really do both at the same time. Nice. When they announced it, we were kind of afraid that they were just kind of, hey, you guys are doing that thing. Yep. I want to do it, too. Uh, so I, I'm glad that I read it, because I would hesitate to recommend it unless I had, because Marvel and DC have a really bad knack for copying <laughs> each other. But a lot of times you actually can't do that as much as it seems like would be possible, because the writing process and the art takes so long that you really can't hack the other's stuff Unless it's something that's like a year ahead of you, what you're doing. Yeah. Like, these guys had to have been planning and writing these things simultaneously. Yeah, the the main premise might be there, but I, they, I, they, they definitely go off into their own space. Right, right. <laughs> so anyways, that was my Marvel stuff, and I really liked it. Nice. Uh, you want to jump over to DC, maybe? Yeah, why not? Yeah, cool. Stupid droopy mic. <laughs> we, had a, uh, we had a cool, uh, like, sampler... Of uh, the Joe Hill stuff that's uh, that they're going to be doing. You know, I didn't have the energy to get to that one. That was one that I uh, need to read still. Yeah, I, did, I didn't read it, but uh, I flipped through it, and it looked pretty cool. Uh, we've got a bunch of them downstairs to give away, so if you're interested, come in and check it out. Yeah, uh, they should be available on our free rack. Yeah. Uh, one I did read uh, was Doom Patrol number four. Nice. Was that one of the ones you got caught up on? Yeah, nice. I was I was an issue behind, so I was like, "Hey, I've got time." Um, <laughs> it's just what a getting, concept! It's getting so weird. <laughs> this is uh, Gerard Way, right? Yeah, nice. They uh, so they they end up on uh, Destiny Beach. Okay, they they go on for a vacation to where uh, Flex Mantello used to hang out with a whole group of of muscle people. But they they get there and it's been taken over by this other group of uh, of flexing guys. Okay, <laughs> and they kind of do a a, a Venom parody with a uh, a <laughs> the oh what did he call it the the mystery speedo, <laughs> huh? Which he no the secret speedo that's what it was. Okay, okay. Kind of hinting at the the secret wars. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this this sentient pair of speedos gives whoever wears them phenomenal flexing power. <laughs> <laughs> he already has <laughs> phenomenal flexing power. Yeah, and that's why he didn't keep them when he found them. Oh, okay. But somebody else got them and took over the beach, and now they got to take it back. <laughs> <sighs> it was bonkers. I. <laughs> Cannot wait to read Umbrella Academy Volume 3. It's sitting on top of my fridge of all places, just waiting for me to grab it down and read it one night, but haven't gotten around to it yet. And I want very badly to read Doom Patrol in its older and more recent forms, but just another one of those books. It's on the bucket list, but if you get a chance, you should read those things. Yeah, the one that I got caught up on, it was kind of a, a, a film noir story. That, okay. that makes tons of references to the older uh, Doom Patrol stories. Cool. So that was that was kind of cool. I I was lost, but <laughs> <laughs> as one would be if not having read. But there's there's plenty of little editor's notes that kind of give you a, an idea of what's going on. That's cool. So, 
I like that. So that was cool. Another one I got caught up on was uh, Harley Quinn. Woo! Uh, I just watched the trailer to the movie this morning. Oh, I watched it uh, last night. Yeah. The the Birds of Prey one. What'd you make of it? I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I totally, uh, the first time I watched it, I totally missed that uh, she has her hyenas in it. Oh, yeah. Those, okay, yeah. I saw I saw them, but I didn't make the connection that those were hers. But that would make sense, because why else would a hyena be in a Harley Quinn movie? Yeah. It looks like it uh, could be pretty good. Yeah, it does. The the Huntress looks pretty cool. And... Yeah, I, you know, I'll admit, I was I was watching it this morning and I was kind of distracted because I was late getting ready for work and trying to watch it while still being productive and getting stuff ready and brushing my teeth and stuff. So I wasn't paying one hundred percent attention. It seemed very heavy on Harley Quinn, which, yeah. I, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I'm I'm hoping that they they're just doing that to kind of draw people in. Uh, and, that makes you know. sense too. Yeah. So I I wouldn't even be bothered if it was heavy on Harley Quinn. She obviously has a lot of gravitas in that role. Like, I I like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I feel like that was a really good cast, and I feel like she's done a really good job with it so far. Yeah. So And the trailer looks pretty cool. It does. And I didn't see any Joker, so. Yeah. I I don't know. Who is uh, Ewan McGregor playing in that? I I don't actually know. I meant to, like, look it up on, like, IMDb to see who he was credited as, but... You know, then I got busy doing something else. Uh, yeah, that's fair. If I had more time this morning, I might have to. But I imagine we'll talk about it on the cast tomorrow, probably. But yeah, Harley Quinn. Uh, Indeed, she's coming off of a big event in her life, and wrapping up the whole like cosmic trial thing that she's been going through to uh, become the um, the the angel of retribution from the the lords of uh, order and chaos that's been going on for the past like ten issues. Do you know if you looked? Are we still on the Sam Humphreys run? Um, he's the same guy that started the whole cosmic god stuff. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, cool. That guy writes some crazy books. Yeah, it but was pretty cool. That's awesome. It's yeah. been one of those books that I feel like I've heard it has a little bit of a rocky run for this time but at the same time like it's been more fun than anything and when you're reading a harley quinn comic what more can you really ask for yeah the yeah it it got yeah coming off of the the writing from the new 52 run which was just pretty awesome and then the 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 beginning of the rebirth i didn't you know it was okay yeah and then it remained okay for quite a while, and now it's it's getting pretty good. Nice. Uh, did you did you read Batman eighty? Yes, I did. <laughs> you know, I'm weirdly. I guess it's not weird. I guess it's yeah. I don't know. I've heard people on both sides of this fence, but I have. I've had a hard time with John Romita Jr. here and there. Yeah. I really like um, Kick-Ass, uh, his original comic book that he did with Mark Millar, um, God, maybe 10, 11 years ago. Um, and I liked each sequel a little bit less, unfortunately. But this and Superman Year One that he did with Frank Miller much more recently um, have been some of his best modern work in my mind. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's Klaus Janssen doing the inking um, in this one. I don't know if he's the one who's been doing all of his stuff recently, but Klaus Janssen is a classic. Um, 
industry like legend of an inker. He's worked with Frank Miller for decades now, but yeah. Um, but I've yeah, never, I've never been the biggest fan of of his work, but you know, it's always cool. It, Every, everybody always looks like they've had their nose broken like a hundred times. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> he's got he's got a style. He's got a certain particular uh, frame of character that kind of is a little bit of a model for most of the figures that he draws. Anyways, I'm not trying I'm trying to say that I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Yeah. And uh left on a, a cliffhanger that uh it, it is not going to be fun. No. Well, you know, <laughs> somebody uh, could uh, you know, change their colors. Maybe. But um in this one as the cover kind of shows, uh the fight to take back Gotham is starting. Uh they're actually back in Gotham and they're actually uh putting boots to the ground and starting to fight back against Bane and his army of bad guys who have taken control of the city. Yeah. And it kind of shows that maybe Batman doesn't quite know everything that's going on cuz he do- he still doesn't know what happened at his house and what the situation is there. He has at least some semblance of awareness that stuff has gone on and that not everything is exactly in his control, which yeah. is interesting to see in, you know, Batman, because normally he's got everything on lockdown. But, yeah, no, Tom King has definitely put the screws to Batman and kind of put him through his paces in this run. Like, this has not been a cheery, emotional run. Not that that's ever the case with Batman. I know, I know, he's always doom and gloom, but, like, Tom <laughs> King has done some really horrible things to Batman. Like, not fun. If if you wanted to go to a more lighthearted Batman, <laughs> where there was a facsimile of uh, number 251. Of Joker. <laughs> Involving or, the Joker. Was that a... I can't remember if this was a first appearance. I actually... I, I grabbed this one to take a look at it, but I didn't actually get around to it. Um, I, don't, I don't believe it was a first appearance. Is this like Joker's Wild? Um, I'm not sure. He's He's <sighs> got, like, people... Held captive in a in an aquarium, and Batman has to fight a shark. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this must just be like a classic Joker story that they wanted to get a reprint out for. Yeah, they also put out a dollar comic of the Joker number one. Oh, okay. Which uh, I I didn't uh, I didn't check out that one out, but uh, yeah, this was an older one. Those super bright colors, and he was mean to a shark, George. <laughs> Was that so? Do you mean this is the one that you didn't pick up? Oh yeah, that's the one I didn't. Bring oh, okay, okay. Sorry. What what did you say the other one was? It was uh, Batman two fifty one. Okay, okay, cool, nice. This one looked like it would be fun, but just not. It didn't have it in me. Yeah, there was there was some weird moments in the in that Batman where, like he he gets tricked by this thug that he's he he went and like smacked around. He's like, okay, I'll come with you. <laughs> But do me a favor and walk in front of me. And he's like, okay. And he walks in front of him and gets bashed in the head. And <laughs> just, come wah, on, man. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> what about Deceased? I read it. That was, uh, yeah, that was a, a series of poor choices by Superman. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, I, if not for that one choice by Superman at the end, <laughs> I would have been less sure that they were going to do a whole bring in the deceased characters into the DC universe to mess around with stuff. But I think by the end of this, I'm more convinced than ever that they're going to use this as like a evil planet to invade or do something like that. Yeah. With. <laughs> or at least continue the story after what happens here. 
Although, <laughs> I think as the title of the comic book uh, shows you at the end, uh, uh, Hope Lost <laughs> yeah. indicates that, you know, may we may or may not see more of Deceased once this is done. Deceased may, in fact, Decease. Yeah, which we have one more issue. Indeed, uh, there was. I love the uh, the 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 part in the comic where uh, Lex Luthor shows up, and he's like, "I'm the smartest man in the world," and, and he's like, "Oh yes. wait, wait, Batman's dead, right?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the smartest one. Yep. <laughs> that, yeah, that was a nice little moment where he was like, "Oh wait, hold on, let me check myself." All right, Batman's dead. <laughs> All right, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm the smartest guy. It's me. <laughs> Which isn't a spoiler because that happens in like the first book. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you haven't if you haven't been reading, you know, come on. <laughs> Check get, it out. Get with it, guys. Um It's been really good. There was a lot of stuff from uh the Dark Horse uh Berger books. I really, really like oh, this one. Yeah, there's more DC. Uh last one uh for DC on my stack. Actually that's not true, but I didn't read anything else. Um <laughs> <laughs> Legion of Superheroes uh Millennium number two, part two of two. Um and Bendis actually has a quote that I've seen in other comics from this week too, where uh he says this is the craziest thing he's ever written. Hmm. Which I mean he's he's waving that DC flag hard, but I uh, I had those Superman books that I finally brought home the other day <laughs> that I was trying to let, uh, loan you, and one of them is Superman and the Legion of Superheroes, and that is the only, the one and only, uh, sorry, one of two Superman, or sorry, Legion of Superhero <laughs> stories that I love. Yeah. The other one was also written by Jeff Johns, so that's fine. But this, I am all, like equal to or greater than excited to see where this goes to those Superman uh, stories that were written by Jeff Johns and uh, drawn by Gary Frank. Uh, the other one is a Final Crisis tie-in that was actually drawn by George Perez, who is a classic artist that wrote Crisis, or sorry, drew Crisis on Infinite Earths back in the day with Marv Wolfman. Um, a industry classic and a cornerstone of DC doing crisis events and things, but Oh my God! Is that old event really hard to get through? <laughs> it's it's worth reading if you're a DC kind of historian of sorts or whatever you want to call yourself, or you just like old comics. But oh, whoo! They write <laughs> comics a lot snappier these days than they used to. Nice. No, I'm just saying it. It's worth going back and checking out those older events to see because they are referenced really hard, especially in books like this where the history of the DC universe is kind of at the forefront. So I guess that's a weird way of tying all that stuff together. But um, Legion of Superheroes Millennium number two uh, is the second part of this. It's going to lead into the ongoing Legion of Superheroes comic book, which is coming out pretty soon. Yeah, they, they either either next month or the month after. I don't know if they're I don't remember if they're taking a month off or not. And they definitely give context to a character that would probably be much more obscure to this story if you hadn't read this. Nice. Uh, also had a Green Lantern out this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Justice League. Yeah. Number 33 in the thick of, uh, well, actually starting up with Doom Rising. They're done with the offer, and now Doom is rising. Oh, uh, yeah, they made reference to that at the end of the Harley book, where there's, like, the Doom symbol in the, in the sky or whatever. 
Yep. <laughs> so take it away, Travis. Yeah, Dark Horse Bur- uh, Burger was. Is it? It's Burger or Burger? I think it's just Burger. Yeah, I always. Yeah, I always. I don't know for sure, but I thought it was Karen Burger. I could be wrong. I'm not trying to die on that hill. Yeah, I'll change my ways, George. Okay. <laughs> uh, we had Ruby Falls number one uh, from. Uh, I, I can't read my handwriting. And uh, uh, Nocenti? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's been a classic comic industry person for a long time. She's been writing since at least the 90s. Yeah. It was a cool little story about uh, a small town, uh, like a little mining town that's, uh, you know, small population. This This girl... Finds out that her mom may have, may or may not have witnessed a murder when she was a kid. Oh, and uh, she's trying to figure out what's going on with that. But uh, details are kind of weird because her mom also has dementia. Oh, okay. <laughs> so everybody's saying that. Oh no, she's yeah, she's just remembering it wrong. But uh, it was it was pretty good. I'm uh, looking forward to finding out what happened. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Berserker Unbound number three also came out. The continuing story of Dark Horse writing Conan comics without the license to do so. Yep. (laughs) With Uh, sci-fi bent to it. Yeah. I mean, there sometimes was in the past, but... And Everything number two. Oh, dang it. I didn't even see that one. I mean, I might, might not have gotten around to actually reading it if I'd gotten it last night, but I really wanted to read that. Yeah. I still have... Very little idea what's going on. It's a it's it's a it's a really cool and fascinating story about this uh, department store that has everything and all these weird supernatural things start happening with all the people involved with the store. It's really good. Check it out. I will. Um, you want to do some independence before we? Jump yeah. On? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Keen Spot. Uh, has a book out this week called The D Ward, which doesn't tell you anything about what the thing is about. <laughs> so it, it centers around this uh, this guy that's studying to be a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Okay. And uh, because of events that happened in it when he was a little kid, he's fascinated with uh, with people that claim to have seen demons. Okay. So he's working at this hospital. Is that the demon ward? Is that what yeah, the D means? Okay. The D is for demon ward. It's a, a, a ward full of uh, patients that have claimed to had involvement with demons. Uh, it's by uh, Billy Billy Parker and Alex Smith. Those poor souls. <laughs> uh, IDW's Star Pig. Star Pig! Star Pig! Number three came out. And it... I I love the tardigrade in this book. He's just so fun. <laughs> that 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 writer creator whoever came up with that idea, that I think they're your soulmate. Yeah, I think so. They might be. They uh, the the girl gets rescued from the weird fungus cloud that had been keeping her captive and wanted to put her in a case with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> gets, Gets rescued by these other aliens who have cloned uh, the 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 dog that was sent into space, like way back in the space program. Okay, yeah, and uh, and so the the tardigrade is always like, "Can I eat him?" <laughs> is that the dog that's on the cover? 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. Hey, wait, uh, do you say Keanu because it just looks like him, or is it actually? Oh no, Keanu? it's it, it's Keanu Reeves. Oh my god! <laughs> In the previous issue, uh, the 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 fungus guy is showing the girl around his collection of Earth things. Oh, okay. And he's I, like, "Do you like Keanu Reeves? I got one of those." <laughs> I, I vaguely remember you mentioning that. That's that's really funny. So they 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 actually made reference to to that. They're like, "Yeah, he was trying to Keanu Reeves you." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh man, is that going to be a new verb? To I get think. Keanu Reeves could be. <laughs> uh, the uh, Betty Page Halloween special uh, came out from Dynamite. Oh, fun! Which had a couple of uh, fun little, little short stories. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Uh, Aftershock uh, started up their dark arc. After the flood, I saw that. If I'd read the first one, that certainly would have been in my stack. But I, uh, so elevator pitch on that one is that the dark arc was the second arc from yeah. from the Noah's Ark era it was, flood. It was out floating around with uh, Noah's Ark. It has uh, all the all the monsters like the the manicores and and all those guys. griffins and unicorns yeah. and all those things that went extinct. Uh, dragons, maybe. Dragons? Uh, I don't remember if there's any dragons. Okay. I only read like the first couple and gotcha. I was I was determined to get caught up before this one came out, uh, but I failed. <laughs> so it's is it I'm guessing it's still written by Colin Bunn because yeah. I don't think he'd let that go. And I love the artist's name. I don't know if it's actually his name, but his name is Juan Doe. <laughs> yes. Which <laughs> is just the best thing ever. I was looking at that this morning, and I was like, that's the wonderful name. Yep. <laughs> uh, Copra uh, from Michael Fife came out from, or maybe maybe it's Mikkel. Uh, either way, Mr. Fife um, had uh, his 80s kind of, um, like, it reminds me of a cross between G.I. Joe and um, the Karate Kid mixed with, like, a splash of um, Kung Fu or sorry kung fury oh wow like that like <laughs> that era of stuff like it just screams 80s like action combat stuff there's a lot of 80s based or 80s themed stuff right now there is and i believe <laughs> this is a jumping on point but there are i think two or three volumes that are out in trade paperback that um i have heard nothing but amazing accolades for so if that sounds like your bag as far as it goes you can check out a three dollar four dollar comic book or you can pick up those trades and get caught up but uh, this looks really really good nice uh last independent that i had written down uh was from a blaze uh vampire state building oh yeah that book <laughs> uh written by uh uh by patrick Renault. Okay. And cool. uh, the artist is uh is is Charlie Adland from Walking Dead? None other than Charlie Adler from The Walking Dead. And it was uh it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was a weird premise, but uh, once you get into it, it's uh it's it's really cool. I am definitely going to read this one. I am a a long-time Walking Dead fan and I really really like Charlie Adler. I'll admit that the art was never the strongest part of The Walking Dead. It was always really solid and very consistent, but the stories were kind of what brought it all together and the character development and all that kind of stuff. But definitely excited to see what he's doing next because he's been on The Walking Dead for a long time. Yeah. 
Like like I said, the premise of the story, uh, vampires like taking over the vampire the Empire State Building mm. seems thin, but the the writing seems pretty solid. The it's uh, gonna be a wild little ride. Right on. Uh, Fangoria Volume Two Number Five also came out. Oh, cool! So if you're a fan of horror magazines, uh, I've got I've got a quick few to wrap up on my end. Um, how 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 dare you not have the end of Man Eaters in your stack? I have it written down. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, sorry, I take back my how dare you. I'm sorry. Man Eaters ends today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, we'll play a tiny violin up here for ourselves with a nice little guidebook to the revolution. I, I didn't, I didn't even want to start flipping through this one without the energy to get all the way through it because I love this book too much. But um, that you know, we'll have a we'll have a, a moment of silence after the podcast. <laughs> uh, no Man Omen came out, uh, which uh, is a weird title, but it and it ends up being one of the characters' uh, Instagram monikers okay all right it looks amazing yeah it's all about uh possible fairy involvement with a an immaculate conception of a child Mm. interesting and the repercussions of that in our day and age with a bent of fantasy yeah that's cool i like it it was a really cool story and i really want to know what they're gonna do with it nice because some crazy stuff happens uh space bandits number four nice was also out. Mark uh, Miller and Mateo Scalaro. Yeah. They've got uh, the, the, the team of betrayed bandits that are hunting down all the people that uh, crossed them. Okay. It's almost over. Oh, They've got no. one more guy to get. Okay. Nice. But it's going to be a tricky one. Uh, sea of Stars, number four. Dad, that's another one that I really want to keep up, cut up on, and I didn't. I didn't even see it in the boxes. That's I know. I, I I fell behind on that one. Ah. I don't even know what's going on right now. I can't wait. But I will. Amazing. I, I definitely will read that one and report on that. And one that's kind of new, kind of old. Uh, Dead Eyes. Oh yeah, the the <laughs> comic that's definitely not Dead Rabbit number one. Yeah. <laughs> Except that it is. So they, yeah, they, they, they got sued when it was out at, as Dead Rabbit, and now they're back. They changed all the names. Situations are the same. You still got that guy's big bear butt. <laughs> couple pages in. Nice. Uh, if if you're not familiar with it, it's a it's a great story about a uh, uh, like the the world's best hitman that uh, that goes into retirement, and now he's he's being pulled back in. Just when he thought he was out. <laughs> uh, a couple of quick mentions. Die number eight is out this week. And then also the House of X number six uh, wraps that up. And uh, we'll have Powers of X number six next week. And then hot off the heels of that, we'll have the whole X-Men kit and caboodle coming out. Yeah. Uh, a couple of quick trades. Uh, we have the Science of Rick and Morty. Uh, oh, nice. The first volume of the Doomsday Clock. Finally, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a couple of Star Wars ones: uh, "Be More Lando" and "Be More Leia." Uh, "Neon Future" also came out, and that uh, trade looks gorgeous. Yeah, if if you haven't read that story, it's it's wonderful. Uh, pick it up; it it's worth it just for the art. Uh, Batwoman, "Haunted Tides," and a great little biopic about Houdini. Nice. 
Well, uh, that is unfortunately all the time we have this morning. Uh, we'll uh, catch you next week or on one of our other podcasts, and uh, you all have a wonderful day. Thanks for coming down. Thanks, Travis. Thanks, George. Bye. You've been listening to AU Radio Comics Corner. Music is provided by Cubby and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground Copyright 2018 All Rights Reserved. like to contact the show follow us on twitter at au underscore radio facebook at au radio podcast instagram at au dot radio or you can email the show at podcast at advunderground.com you can also support this show and all the shows on au radio by becoming a patron of the au radio network find us on patreon as au radio at adventures underground you can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month thanks for listening 